0: This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy to use app that includes everything families
1: need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring and more. You get everything at one affordable price.
0: What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, Surf smartly, Aura comes packed
1: with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see.
0: Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura spelled A-U-R-A dot com, slash, potential.
1: Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech, across every device. And remember, know your potential.
0: Potential
1: Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is... Potential
0: Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. I'm joined by my co host and fellow possessed soul, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the supernatural horror film, The Exorcist Believer. This is a screenplay by Peter Sattler and David Gordon Green, who also directs the film. David Gordon Green, of course, famously uh, created and directed the new. Halloween trilogy which we stand on the record we liked Halloween and then it kind of faded down from there so now he's tackling a well-beloved horror franchise many of which believe The Exorcist to be one of the best horror movies ever made Uh, we got to review that earlier this year because this is the 50th anniversary of that original film and uh, we're back for a whole new kind of requel new kind of telling and uh, we got trailers for this. And I remember like, remember like when Oppenheimer was coming out and I went to go see it and uh, they showed this trailer before the movie. And like my group already felt nervous just from the trailer. Yeah. The marketing um, did really well with like creepy trailer vibe, you know?
1: Yeah. And they definitely set up, you know, the plot pretty well. Like, okay, I see how this is going to work. And the trailer kind of sets it up in two halves of a movie and that's really kind of what it is.
0: Yeah, so we're not going to do major spoilers today, but uh, Taylor, what's a brief synopsis of The Exorcist Believer?
1: So in this film, the plot follows a photographer who must confront the nadir of evil uh, when his daughter and her best friend are possessed. Um, interesting with this film, so we're following these, these uh, if you one possessed person's bad, imagine two. So we're following these two girls who are possessed. They're both the daughters of two separate families. And, you know, the first half of this movie kind of establishes our characters. Next thing, the girls go missing. So looking for these girls, they show up three days later, something's pretty off. And then that's when all the spooky and supernatural kind of things happen. So I, I, Chris and I agreed, the first half of this film really does a great job. I think that what made The Exorcist so good is the, the setup of the film, establishing the characters. Like it doesn't start off as a creepy film. And I think that's the powerful thing. Is almost like, this is why people in comedy are funny when they play the fool is they think they're serious, but they're really being funny. Same with horror. Don't play it as scary, play it as real life, and that's more scary. Just you know. So a lot of this film we're dealing kind of with grief and the loss and shaking of kind of faith. And that's why the believer comes in. Like, do you do believe in a higher power? Do you believe in this the supernatural?
0: Yeah, because I think even in the original film, in all these films, there's always been that that side of, well, you have to If you believe in God or know people that believe in God, that means you also have to believe in the devil. So if your child has all these crazy symptoms that you can't prove with science and therefore you believe are possessed by the devil, then you have to believe that there is a God to battle that devil. So I think in concept alone, this film had the right stuff in that, first off, two possessed girls. We've never had two. And that was smart. Like, wh- how did this happen? Um, you know, even in the original movie, I remember being like, they don't really well explain, like, why it is that Reagan is the one targeted. You know, we have this whole scene in the first film, you know, set in Africa and everything. And it's like you know, in the Middle East, it's like, why? Why then is him? So with well, this.
1: You, you, well, and it's set, set up because I remember just and when we went and reviewed this, it was my first time I watched Exorcist. When I saw that, this priest finding this like little um, stone idol or statue. I was like, Oh, maybe it's like the object is cursed. And I was like, Oh, that's how it is. But yeah, it's never really explained. It's like, Oh, she just, something's weird where this one set it up better where it's like, she disappears. What happened in those woods? We don't know. So it was kind of more like, Oh, this is kind of okay.
0: And I kind of like the idea that these two girls, they were going out to the woods to kind of do just like, you know, teenage stuff. Like they were going out to kind of do their own little brand of like, witchcraft, if you will. Like, not that, not at all that they have power. You know, like, this is a common thing. Like, teenagers go out to the woods and they pretend. You know, this is, like, it goes in the same myth of, like, you know, as kids, it's like, oh, go into the bathroom and, and turn the lights off and maybe have a candle and say Bloody Mary a few times well, and you're supposed to, you know.
1: On top of that, and also one of her main characters, she, she's lost her mother um, mm-hmm, before yeah. she, her mom had to die um, for her to live. So she's always had that feeling of, like, her father doesn't want to talk about it. they don't even open all of her stuff. So she's like, it is like playful, but in a sense she's like, I just want to talk to my mom. And in every kind of horror movie, when you dabble with uh, powers you don't understand, it, you, uh, you call forth evil.
0: Things happen. Now, I think that whole chunk worked really well, especially like the missing girls aspect. And I actually wish it was longer. I understand that they needed to kind of get to like, okay, we got to get to the, the girls have been found and they're starting to have these weird things going on there being possessed but that was a good angle because the former movies these you know to my understanding it's always like we know who the person is we know they're in the house and this you know kind of channeled it more like oh we don't know what happened to them and they took some time i think which was nice of building up the the weird stuff just like in the first film it's like you have to you can't go straight to like all the scars and the cuts and the the deep voice, there has to be that transition period where the girls are maybe just they were battered, you know they're maybe they they got lost and they're hungry and you know it's been three days well, you and if
1: you watch this as a parent, your mind's probably racing like what happened to them I mean their feet are all messed up and they were they were gone they have no memory where they and I think this plays very different in today's world than if you had this film maybe years ago, especially with the scary place we live in like you have a phone and stuff but if we can't track you find you you know that's that's scary yeah you
0: could be anywhere someone could have taken you and of course they are young girls so they also have to be tested you know downstairs just in case you know like that there's there's probably a million thoughts going through your head as a parent of were they kidnapped Did something sexually happen to them you know all this kind of stuff so literally this first like third of the film works so well in a big setup like an act one mm-hmm. and then we get to the course the the chunk where it's like okay things are now being weird and i they did some good creepy stuff with the girls i think the girls were definitely a highlight of the film and that they just like just really like creepy. linda
1: just like linda blair yeah. did in the original um hats off to the child actresses here our two main leads
0: and you know when the weird stuff starts happening i think in a weird way it was like they played it a little more safe for some reason. Um, that's like an all for this film. For those fans of the Exorcist original film, and I know we keep comparing it, but that's the whole point: is you're comparing it to the source material, the exactly. the OG. I mean, if you remember that film, Reagan like at one point moves like a like a <laughs> like a spider basically. At one point, climbs yeah. up on the wall. I mean, well, the, the amount of green puke. Well, you know, that,
1: like... that, and then she's like, it's very explicit where she's like using a cross to, like, almost uh-huh. pleasure herself, um, and like with 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 hurting herself, and it's almost like self harm, all this stuff like that. So this one, it was kind of, they alluded to that, but not really. It wasn't full blown. And then the girls don't like, there's not a lot of dialogue of the possessed girls in of those demons, which like, in the first one, you like they're sw- dropping, you know, all these f bombs stuff like that. And I kind of wish they that that's. I think that was the thing about why that was so good back then too. So jarring to hear these girls say these things or just say stuff to make their loved ones like doubt the faith or like, you know, oh yeah, they burn in hell and stuff like that. So they did kind of play it safe, even for being rated R film. I was kind of surprised by that.
0: Now, cause a, a big part of that, which I didn't really get this from my viewing, but you know, looking at the kind of like written out plot line we're not dealing with the same demon from before. This is not the creepy kind of, you know, ghost snake face looking thing in the first film. This is a different demon. <laughs> I'm back. And having that would have played better if it had been more explained, I think, um, you know, we get into this whole arc with, we have, um, we have this nurse played by the wonderful Anne Dowd, who we all love on um, Handmaid's Tale. And you know Leslie Odom Jr.'s character is like he starts to kind of put the pieces together. This this cannot be just a normal case, uh, especially with the health situations with his daughter. And she's like, "Look, I I know someone who has been through something like this before, but it's gonna you know kind of go outside the normal." And you could tell that he's had a loss of faith for a long time since his wife passed. And so for him to even like think about like should I turn to someone who's been through this before? This is where we get our recall kind of situation with Ellen Bernstein coming back into who was Chris McNeil in the original film. Um, and, you know, seeking the aid of someone who I, I liked how they took her character. And it's like, oh, she went from her big acting career and she turned it into really going around the world and and learning about
1: yeah to to educate others you know and she wasn't they they could have gone the route that she became like you know a nun or something like that Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like i'm fighting demons they didn't do that it was more realistic where it's like i don't perform exorcism i just know and like almost like um like a grief counselor or or therapist Mm -hmm. she's like it was kind of beautiful that she used her fame as a platform to help others but it was like no no gain but at the cost of losing her daughter in terms of like she Reagan was estranged from her because she's like can you imagine I'm possessed and like using that stuff I didn't know what was going on or you know that'd be just kind of nuts so it's, it is interesting
0: yeah so with her being back in the mix what then they did to kind of make it and this is even right out of the trailer is our demon possessed children like recognize her and are like you know Call there's been mother, this whole mother and stuff like mother, that. there's yeah. been this whole estrangement from Reagan uh with all the stuff that she's been doing so like they're like carving Reagan like in the wood and they're like you know she even has lines that are straight again this was in the trailer no spoilers of like we've met before and it's like oh yes we have so then the yeah. whole time <laughs> even Danny for the Boy trailers too. you know <laughs> i was like Oh, this is the same demon. He just has now possessed two children.
1: Yeah, so that it was very confusing.
0: But it's not the case. Um, and even with playing up, you know, the whole this opening situation they have with, you know, we see how the mom died and and this blessing on the child of protection. It kind of makes sense that it would be something of a different kind of demon. So really you get into the last third where it's like, okay, now, and this is the big element for me that really makes this movie go extremely downhill for me the first film took so much um importance in how dangerous an exorcism is and even having like what this movie lacked is we didn't have a person of the church that we're following um and so having like oh you know this person wants to do an exorcism he has his own backstory i mean that is so well played in the first film And this basically becomes like, oh, we'll just do it ourselves. Well,
1: and and that's, and that's, this is for me too, literally the phrase too many cooks in the kitchen fits this last half. We have all these characters that are like, you know, oh, we're only allowed to have two people in this. Now we get like a whole PTA meeting around these girls. You've got, you got this lady who, uh, I believe she might be Haitian. I'm not sure, but she was a shaman and she's like, and then you've got the nurse who like, oh, and then she puts on the cloth. Oh, I can do it. I'm like, and she's, you should have slapped on like voodoo or exorcism for dummies on a book and her reading that, because then the priest's like, Oh, I can't do it. The, the church won't allow. He goes to sister's car. Then this priest comes in here. Oh, I got this. And he gets killed like five minutes. <laughs> so it's like people are just getting hurt and injured for no reason. So you had these characters that I didn't really care about. And I think also like you would agree, Chris, I love Leslie Odom's uh, character because really he's kind of center mass of this, even as these two girls possessed, but I, I didn't care about the other girl. I didn't care about her family. I wish they, and I, and other reviews, I, I kind of agree would be kind of actually intriguing. Both girls were the daughters of like widowers and like him and the, the mother of the other daughter comes together and they kind of have a romance. And then so when this end point happens, like, are they going to save both kids? I think the stakes would have been a little higher. Yeah, because yeah.
0: the other family doesn't get as much screen time. So you do kind of you like-
1: And you don't care about them. You're like, yeah, what I-
0: the girl's really good at being creepy that's for sure but like yeah we don't really care as much for her i guess you can say
1: well also because the characters are like established oh the daughters we didn't know they're hanging out like one's like popular girl so they don't yeah it's it's, they don't they're not established as best friends for life or whatever you know
0: and i do i did like the angle that because naturally as a parent you would think that it's not your kid that is doing the bad behavior so it's like yeah not, Is your dad do anything not, you don't know about? It's like, Susie, yeah. not our, yeah, not not our child. <laughs> oh, but so yeah, we have teacher. this whole long, crazy exorcism, you know, the last 30, 40 minutes and just didn't have the weight because it was again like now, just these people that probably have no experience, minus maybe one character. Yeah, the one guy was like in or something. Special. Yeah. yeah. Just like and that. I'm like, and I was totally on board with like, oh, maybe. You know, it's always been this Catholic church situation. Let's pull in different religions. Different religions also want to battle evil. I think they even needed to go further into it with more variety. Like they needed Muslim. They needed like they needed more with almost that. like
1: almost like he's going like I'm I'm searching all these answers. And then like, you know, and and every everyone could explore different types of religion. That actually be cool if they're gonna do this in a trilogy. We've already done the Catholic angle, it's to like maybe the Muslim angle or the Buddha. Like it actually went really, really cool because then kind of like how Indiana Jones explored different religions with the artifacts, similar thing to that. And it was like and I think there's not enough representation or positive representation of different religions in you know, in that. So yeah, that would be a good angle.
0: So <laughs> yeah, what i am what I'm reading here is that the demon in this is Lamashtu, which is a female demon who menaced women during childbirth and if possible kidnapped their children while they were breastfeeding so that then plays a lot to my understanding of like you know oh it's these two young girls we have a whole connection with the mother but again not a lot is explained and i mean again the kids were great you know very much like in the original film they're 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 bolted down and they're saying all this creepy weird stuff and they look all gross but I just think it, it didn't have as much power as the first film did. And it's very much in tone with like movies nowadays where it's like, we're taking the original source material that works so well and we're trying to do like a new spin on it. And we're just not concepts there. Execution was poor. Um, And I was kind of just like bored at times with this film as well. And I don't understand how they want to make this into a trilogy if you're going to keep the same kind of pace and style. I mean, again, I think the cast did well. I think the concept was good, but I don't know Execution, if this is, yeah. if this if, is something that David Gordon Green is just like suffering with, because again, we liked the first Halloween and then Halloween kills. we were like,
1: it was okay. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. And then
0: Halloween ends. We're like, glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> I never got that so, money back.
1: but yeah, so it, I don't know. Well, it depends on how this, this, does if you know it does well enough that they're like coming to continue or they may just shelve it because maybe is a franchise we leave alone who knows
0: nice thing with the budget this is only a 30 million budget which is pretty so cheap that's also movies, pretty yeah. cheap so like you know even if it makes you know 100 million it's still gonna have made money so i think even though reviews weren't strong this is the halloween month people go out to see scary movies so i think if enough people see it I think they'll get still attention to at least do a sequel, um, which is titled the exorcist deceiver, uh, which is due to come out in spring of 2025. So they're, they're like banned to get this the next one going. Um, I just hope that they really take some time with it because there's no other horror franchise like this. Um, and it's, it's one that we don't want to just like, let's just do it because we have the money to do it, do it. Cause we have a good story. Um, and I mean, there were some good moments in the end, but I I agree with you. Like the whole time I, maybe minus the father, I didn't really care for any of the characters. Like I didn't really like care like at all.
1: Yeah. And you got, and that's that's what makes horror really good when you actually care about the the people who are, you know, are being terrorized or whatnot. So yeah, for me, I'm going to, again, having just only really seen the original to compare it to this, and I would like to dive more into the exorcist films, to me, this one's going to sit at, honestly,
0: 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go just a little lower. I'm going to give The Exorcist Believer a 6 out of 10. Oof. That's being generous. But again, <laughs> yeah. you have to remember, folks, when we do our rankings, I mean, 6 out of 10 is still, you know, it's a there's idea. a lot of movies on IMDb that like hold a 6 to 7 ranking, and I'm like, those are still decent, good movies. It's when I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, this has a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, Ooh, Yeah, which is the number I saw before I to saw this film. So that also set up a preconceived notion that this may not be that great. But as always, I think you should always go make your own opinions of films. If there's something that interested you in the trailer or you like the material, it's worth a look, especially if you have like a list and like you could see up to 12 movies a month. If you're going to go pay for this, definitely do it at matinee price. Don't go see it like a Saturday night where it's going to be like 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's our show, <laughs> a little opinion yeah. there. Or yeah. like if, if someone has like a freebie, we, yeah, we do it then. We, yeah.
1: we don't get paid for AMC, but if we no. get, we would still say still the same way, but yeah.
0: So you can go see The Exorcist Believer now playing in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast.